Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. So we've got UConn Army up this week, a, an exciting game. And joining me today, we've got Mitchell Northam. He's one of the editors over at Against All Enemies, the SB Nation site. So Mitchell, thanks so much for coming on to help preview UConn Army with me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. So I know Army comes into this season off a, a 9-3 and record last year. They're off to a 2-0 and start this year. Take us through what expectations were for this Army team heading into this season. And then so far, have they lived up to those expectations? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the expectations kind of since Jeff Munkin has sort of righted, righted the ship, that's kind of a Navy pun, but um, <laughs> since they've kind of righted the ship there at West Point um, from the previous uh, regime, um, since he's been there, you know, the expectation is, um, you know, these these sort of seasons, you know, um, kind of seven plus wins and, and go into a bowl game. Um, they, they've done that very often. Um, yeah. So last year, you know, with the pandemic and all, they kind of had to rebuild their schedule from scratch, um, but they were able to do that. They kind of filled it up with a couple of FCS opponents um, and were able to get nine wins and they were able to be ranked and they went bowling, lost a close game to West Virginia. So I think the expectation was for them to be good again. Um, I think it was unclear kind of how good because the schedule is a little bit tougher. Um, they do have a couple of power five opponents on the schedule this year in Wisconsin and Wake Forest. Um, but yeah, the expectation, um, you know, they have some key returning guys on offense, um, some key returning guys on defense. Um, so the expectation was that, um, you know, they were going to be pretty solid again. And so far, you know, they've lived up to that. I don't think a whole lot of people expected them to beat Georgia State as bad as they did in week yeah. one. Um, but, uh, you know, Army wasn't even favored that in that game and, you know, blew them out by, um, you know, 35 points or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I don't think people expected them to blow Georgia State out like that. Um, but. I think they've certainly met, at least met expectations so far um, in winning that game and then a close one last weekend over Western Kentucky. I'm curious to dive into the Western Kentucky game a little bit more. As, as I was looking at some stats, a couple of things, you know, stuck out to me. And one, I, I saw Western Kentucky put up 435 passing yards against Army. Was that more so attributed to the, the strength at quarterback from Western Kentucky or were they able to you know, find some holes in that army defense that they were able to exploit in order to really capitalize on some passing yards there. Yeah. I think, you know, army got a big lead kind of early. I think they were up, you know, 28 to 14 heading into the fourth quarter. So Western Kentucky kind of had a lot of ground to make up. So I Mm -hmm. I think they were passing maybe more often than they would have. Um, But certainly, I mean, you know, they, they made it close there at the end, Um, you know, army winning by just three, um, you know, after leading by multiple touchdowns. Um, so definitely, um, I think last week was probably a little bit of a wake-up call for for that defense, um, which is uh, led by Nate Woody. He's in his second year as defensive coordinator there. Um, yeah, I definitely think it was probably a little bit of a wake-up call uh, because they really weren't tested at all by Georgia State. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Army controlled that game really well. Um, and a year ago, Army had had a really solid defense. You know, I, I talked about before how the schedule was a little bit softer than it usually is for Army. But, you know, by a lot of metrics, they were first or second or top five in the nation. And, um, you know, yards allowed, points allowed. Um, a big part of Army's defensive success is kind of keeping their offense on the field so the defense isn't out there all the time, you know. And you're able mm-hmm. to do that with the triple option when you have these long, grindy drives 
Um, you know, last year they led the country in, um, you know, plays allowed by an opposing offense. So opposing offenses only ran 55 plays per game last year against Army. And a lot of that has to do with their offense. So it sort of goes hand in hand, you know, their offense and defense a little bit more than maybe some other teams would because of the triple option. Um, and, and that actually was another stat that really popped out to me in looking at last week's box score there in terms of the time of possession and army doubled up Western Kentucky. I, I think it was basically 40 to 20 in terms of, of time of possession. How important is that for army in these games, if they want to really take advantage and be able to beat up on these teams? Yeah, that's, it's a big, that's a big thing for, for the triple option teams. Um, the, the time of possession stat, because, you know, like I said, it, it keeps that offense on the field. Um, you know, it keeps them driving and it, it gives the defense a rest. Um, so especially for the service academies where, you know, maybe on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, on both sides of the ball, really, you know, you might not have um, the athletes to sort of keep up with some of these bigger teams, um, these more well-established football schools. You know, if you can keep your offense on the field and just keep grinding away and, you know, it makes the other team's offense kind of grow a little bit anxious. And, you know, they're not, mm-hmm. it throws, it throws teams out of their normal kind of rhythm of the game. Um, you know, when I, I think against Georgia state army had the ball for over 40 minutes. Um, so, I mean, when, when a service Academy team or a triple option team can, can do that. I mean, any, any time really, you know, any football team, if you control possession for more than 40 minutes, you're, you're going to um, give yourself a good chance to win. Um, you know, it's, that that's definitely kind of part of the recipe for success for, for army, for sure. I've got a, a two part one here for you in terms of looking at this army team, what would you say is their biggest strength? And then on the, on the flip side, what's the biggest weakness that if UConn's going to have a chance to, to be in this game, be competitive, even have a chance to win, you know, where could they possibly exploit army? Yeah, I think, um, you know, right now their biggest strength has really been um, their depth and kind of versatility at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. You know, they played a couple of different guys um, against Georgia State, um, and the transition was kind of seamless. And against Western Kentucky, they played um, Christian Anderson, who started a couple of games last year and, you know, is, is a good seasoned veteran. Um, but he wasn't the starter heading into week one. But last week, you know, um, you know, he, he ran for, I think, 126 yards or something like that. Um, so led the team in rushing um, and then also through, which, you know, is kind of something that these triple option teams don't don't do a lot. And if right. they do do a lot, um, you know, they often don't do it efficiently. Um, Christian Anderson last week, you know, five of six, 77 yards and a touchdown. That's, you know, about as good as you can get sometimes out of a triple option quarterback. So, um I definitely think quarterback is a strength for them in terms of a weakness. Um, I think you might've saw it last week, you know, against Western Kentucky. Um, you know, if, if army's defense is on the field a lot um, and if they get kind of worn down, I think, I think their passing defense can be exposed a little bit. Um, you know, sometimes th- those defensive backs that army has, they've proven to be a little bit opportunistic um, every now and then they'll come up with a really big interception and, they can kind of flip the game that way. But um, I think last week, you know, like I said before, against Western Kentucky, they got a little bit exposed um, in, in that passing game, especially in the fourth quarter when when WKU was, I think they scored, I think they outscored Army 21 to 10 in the fourth quarter. Um, so that that's certainly, you know, a sign that, um, 
maybe Army's passing defense isn't, isn't as good as it was last year or certainly has some work to do. In terms of UConn fans who might be tuning in to watch Army for the first time here, can you give us a couple names on both sides of the ball to, to look out for is, you know, some key players there? Yeah, yeah. Um, on offense, you know, I mentioned quarterback Christian Anderson. He's certainly going to be somebody who has the ball in his hands a lot. Um, if he indeed starts again, it, it seems like he probably will. Um, there's one guy, you know, who doesn't get a ton of touches, um, but really makes the most of it when he does. Uh, Tyrell Robinson, he's a slot back, um, but they use him in the running game and in the passing game. Um, and he's a guy who kind of has breakaway speed. He's a sophomore. Um, you know, this past week against Western Kentucky, he rushed seven times for 81 yards um, against Georgia State. He had, you know, one catch, but took it 40 yards to the house. Um, so he's a guy who kind of, you know, when he gets the ball in his hands, can, can make things happen. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, um, Jabari Moore is certainly somebody um, who, like I talked about before, is kind of one of those opportunistic defenders, um, had a couple interceptions last year had one against uh, Georgia State. Um, so he's somebody who certainly, um, you know, if, if a ball kind of gets thrown the wrong way in his area can, can make some things happen. Um, and Arik Smith is kind of one of their primary pass rushers and, and a guy who racks up a lot of tackles. Um, I think against Georgia State, he, he might have gotten the backfield a couple of times and um, had a forced fumble as well. Um, and against Western Kentucky, played pretty well too. Um, six tackles, I think. So yeah, Reek Smith and, and Jabari Moore are two guys for sure um, that I would keep an eye on on defense. Great. And I know this is going to be a matchup. I, I know we're going to see a lot of in the future with both UConn and Army as independents here, and they've, they've got some future games scheduled. Do, you got a prediction this week uh, for, for uh, this game? Man, uh, I mean, I was looking at the spread earlier, and I think yeah. it's up to, you know, 34 points in, in some um, circles. I, you know, I'm not sure that it's going to be that um, that big of a blowout. I mean, it might be, but I just sort of based on what we saw Army's defense do last week where they kind of let up a little bit at the end, um, you know, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if it was that big of a blowout. Um, you know, 35 points or whatever. Um, but I, I do think Army will win um, just based on kind of what we've seen from UConn this year. Yeah, um, yeah I do think that that Army wins. Um, and yeah, this is this is probably a game that as long as these two teams stay as independents, this will probably happen maybe every season just yeah. based on how close they are to each other. I mean, it's, it's a regional game, kind of makes sense for both sides. Um, so yeah, we, we might see a lot more Army-UConn in the future. And I'll get you out of here on this one. For those who might be making the trip up to West Point for the first time or, or tuning in on TV, I, I know one of the, the best parts about going to one of these games at a service academy is, you know, the ceremonies and, and all the all that's, uh, that happens around the game. Can you, you break down a little bit what, what it's like being at a game at one of these service academies? Yeah, I mean, um, unfortunately, I haven't had the chance to um, go to a game at, at West Point yet. I'm hoping to get there. Um, but I've been to Navy um, and I've been to the Army Navy game. Um, you know, I've been to both of those multiple times. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a really, you know, if you're a college football fan in general and you've never been been able to get to kind of one of these service academy schools, um, you know, for for a game like that, it's it's really cool. Um, you know, you got the pregame march on. Um, you know, for for Navy, it's the midshipmen. With Army, it's the cadets. Um, it, it's a really cool, just kind of 
you know, pageantry is kind of the yeah. cliche kind of term that a lot of people use, but it is really kind of a, um, you know, a cool thing to see, you know, I, I'd put it up there with, with any of those other kind of pregame traditions, you know, the, the Virginia Tech fans doing, um, you know, the Metallica song or Enter the Sandman, um, you know, a- anything like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think it's right up there. It's, it's a really cool atmosphere um, that you probably won't get anywhere else. 